0: What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here?
1: broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world.
0: Austin, Texas, baby.
1: It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B&E.
2: What's b e
1: Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan, on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260, and HornFM.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports.
0: You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet.
3: Put them together, that would be for Everybody Tuesday on b and E. Like you know Good stuff you know. halfway through the program and a lot more to do, including Bottom of the Hour, Buck. It's going to be interesting. We're going to check in uh, Bottom of the Hour with my man Ish, my man Ish, who covers uh, Texas State. Do you realize this, Buck? Because all is quiet on the Texas front football-wise right now. They're not coming back. The players are on their own until uh, after Memorial Day. But if you've been paying attention at all, G.J. Kinney, the new coach at Texas State, they've added 18 transfer players through the portal, including a quarterback over the weekend from Auburn, who is the latest to transfer in, T.J. Finley. They also got the commitment from the Arkansas quarterback, Malik Hornsby. Four players from Oklahoma, including a former five-star lineman, have transferred to Texas State. Um, it's pretty incredible. We got to check in with Ish and figure out what's going on down there with GJ Kenny. They're building, uh, building a team Eat them up. of uh, five star players, or, or of you know, these are guys coming in from power programs. Malik Hornsby is an elite athlete out of high school who some thought could compete for playing time in Arkansas, he's gonna be playing in San Marcos. We'll check in with Ish on what's going on down there and get the very latest because it's uh, it's raising some eyebrows. GJ Kenny coming in from Incarnate Word and uh, getting her done in the transfer portal at least. So we'll do that. Also, uh, we're going to talk some uh, NBA uh, conference finals coming up and the uh, baseball situation with the uh, Texas Longhorns. But here's a text box. says, I think boxing is coming back on the heels of our conversation in Hunter Not, getting big names. Yeah, see? Boxing coming back. You were a huge boxing fan. I was. I up. was
0: a middleweight guy. I used to love, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard and Thomas Hitman Hearns and of course, marvelous Marvin Hagler.
3: Marvelous Marvin.
0: Yeah, but I don't think the heavyweight division will ever get back to Joe Frazier and Ali and some of those guys. But I watched probably more middleweight stuff than I did actually heavyweight boxing.
3: And well, when, you, when you were growing up, it was a big deal in the, it's in your area, the Northeast, of course. Oh, my and, goodness, yeah. I mean, it was... And look, For Larry a, a, Holmes,
0: Eastern PA, the Eastern Assassin. And my family, I was the only one that never really got up to the Poconos to see Ali, you know, box when uh, when uh, Larry Holmes was his sparring partner. But I did watch when Larry Holmes pummeled Ali into the to the dirt and was begging the officials to stop them, begging the refs to stop. And he, Ali said, "No way." He was ready to die in the ring. And I think Larry Holmes was willing to kill him in the ring. As a matter <laughs> of fact, because he used to punk him all the time as his sparring partner up in the Poconos.
3: Oh, it was the. As big a sport as there was back in the day, oh, but, it was um, it
0: was fabulous. It was something. I mean, the Gillette Friday f- Friday night well, yeah, fights they used was to have special. Over
3: the air fights and on know, Friday nights, see the big fights on the Wild World of Sports and those kind mm-hmm. of things, and uh, obviously went all pay per view. And that's you know, you know, I was a fan of
0: back that? in the day was a guy who just never quit was Jerry Quarry.
3: I thought you say Jerry Cooney. Jerry
0: Quarry. Okay. That dude just never it wasn't
3: Jerry Cork Cooney like he a tomato to can gets to get beat oh, yeah. up all the time.
0: Joe Bugner, <laughs> hey, the, Bayonne, uh, the Bayonne bleeder,
3: uh, is that a real thing?
0: Yeah, he was. The, I think Joe Bugner was the Bayonne bleeder
3: from Bayonne, where New Jersey. New Jersey, the ble— <laughs> that's not a good nickname. No, the it's bleeder. not. Oh no, you know Nick Cannon out there in Hollywood's the breeder. The this breeder, guy is the bleeder. Yes. Also on the heels of our hot and Not conversation about Anna Kornikova um, and the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. It is true, Buck. You were right. She was. Uh, she's married to Enrique Iglesias, but she had been linked to, to Sergei Fedorov, the hockey player, mm-hmm. and Pavel Bure, the great Russian hockey player as well. So there you go. Hey, she just never won a major, right? Before we get to the uh, headlines, can we get some breaking news? Breaking news. This is big. If you are a fan of uh, international soccer, this is a big piece of information this morning. You know, the Austin FC are in a terrible way right now. They're going to play tomorrow night hosting or out in Seattle on a Wednesday night uh, but Folaran Bolligan uh, has chosen to represent the U.S. Men's National Team. This is a guy who's competed in the World. Community. He is uh, on loan. He plays for uh, uh, for Rhymes on loan from Arsenal. He's an act, absolute striker, and he has uh, t- informed the the FIFA that he has chosen to represent the USMNT and will play for the U.S. Men's National Team. To who? Germany. Uh, Folaran Bolligan has made the decision, and uh, a real striker. Uh, for Team USA, that's a big piece of news on the international front that has come down just this morning. And 30 that's minutes. talking
1: soccer with
3: B&E. There you go. Well, you I mean, you, go. you know, we, the the World Cup's going to be in the United States this time around. Correct? Yes, it is. Twenty twenty six.
0: I've not got my tickets yet. No, but I'm in. I'm in line.
3: You got that hotel room? I do. Uh, well, no, you, you were talking. You were talking about do. that months ago. Yes, I
0: have that all lined. That part all lined up
3: and i won't uh, pretend to know the history of faller and Balagun, but i will tell you that everybody that i know that loves soccer is excited about this that's
1: good uh, It's all fired I, up i like soccer and i don't know who that is so he yes. must, he's
3: well. well i mean to, the essential gist of the excitement is that you know he picked us over he another... played for the for uh, the, for england england okay yeah, i believe is where he had been uh, he had his allegiance but um you know, the interesting part is, well, not the interesting, but, you know, in, in the World Cup, bucket, it's about who can put the goal, who can score big goals, right? You need a striker. You need someone they that can, do. Uh, you know, you can be a good defensive team all you want, but you're not going to advance even out of pool play if you can't put the ball in the net, and that's been a problem for Team USA is having someone who can finish. And they'll
0: be playing in two places. They'll be playing in Jerry's World, and they'll be playing in Houston for sure. Yeah, and that's And unbelievable crowds.
3: I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to play in Jerry World with when they have to have to be on grass. Roll it, roll it in. Well, Are they built to do that? I mean, we'll that, figure it out. That'll be an extensive... Think about sh- the money that they'll oh, bring in. I know. I know. Jerry's, I know.
0: They'll find a way. Jerry will find a way. They'll be throwing it out in the parking lot and then rolling it in somehow. He, or they'll bring it in piece by piece.
3: Yeah. Well, that'll. Jerry, I'm sure Jerry will figure it out. Jerry Jones will figure out how to do this. Hey, let's get to the other headlines, though. That has come down this morning. Let's get to the uh, top stories. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And, yeah, the... Uh, Baseball last night. How about the series up in Arlington? Big one. A couple of first-place teams early in the season. Uh, Both the Rangers and Atlanta Braves entered last night's Game 1. Ten games over 500, at 25 and 15, sitting atop their divisions. Well, game one was all Atlanta. They rocked the Rangers 12 nothing. Kevin Pillar, Ronald Acuna Jr. each had two run homers in the second inning. That spoiled the debut of the former Baylor Bear, Cody Bradford, making his debut for the Rangers. Orlando Arcia, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna also hit two run shots for the Braves uh, in that one. The Rangers still in first place, their lead over Houston now down to three games. Astros did get a win. They beat Chicago six to four. In the first game of that series, Alex Bregman, who's been in that slump, he had a tie breaking two run homer in the seventh. Round Rock took their weekly Monday off. They're going to continue their homestand tonight. Welcome in El Paso into the Dell Diamond, the first of six games with the Chihuahuas. In hockey, Dallas Stars returned to the Western Conference Finals for the second time in four seasons with a thrilling 2-1 win over the Seattle Kraken last night in Game 7 up there in Big D. Dallas wrote a pair of second-period goals and a sensational performance from their goaltender, Jake Ottinger. The netminder turned away 21 of the 22 shots he faced. Dallas now faces Vegas, the Vegas Knights, in the Western Conference Finals beginning Friday night. Texas Stars... Uh, The minor league club still alive as well in the Calder Cup playoff. Stars are even at a game apiece in their best-of-five Central Division final series with the Milwaukee Admirals. That series now shifts to Cedar Park for Game 3 tomorrow night and Game 4 on Friday at the HEB Center. If Game 5 is needed, it will also be at the HEB Center on Sunday night.
1: Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Come see one of the many reasons your mama loves us this month by getting Select Toro and Hustler zero-turn mowers for up to 26% off. TopGun.net, we'll shoot you straight.
0: You know, Shoei Otane went three for three last night, and that guy reminds me, I know he has way more power than this guy ever used to have, but a guy who can manipulate the baseball all over the place as a batter was Wade, Wade Boggs, too. Yeah. I mean, he reminds me of Boggs, but with so much more power. But Wade Boggs used to be able to eat, to put it anywhere he wanted to, drop it where he wanted to. I used to hate that dude with the Red Sox. Just couldn't stand. When he'd come up to bat, I said, base hit. Or need a home run? He's going to get his home run. But Otani last night was just, a lot of power, oh, but yeah. not a lot of effort in a swing. Man.
3: He's such a, I mean, he's a breathtaking player, night in, night out. No, he, st- you know, he, he was a starting pitcher of that game last night. Yes. <laughs> Pitched seven innings. Three and, for three. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, he's now, he got the win. He's the winning pitcher, not just the starting pitcher last night with seven innings. Um, you know, he's now five and one. But yeah, at the plate, he went four for five. God. <laughs> drove in three, scored three runs. Uh, you know, he, this would have been incredible. He didn't, he almost got there because he had two at-bats to do it because they were up big. But the angels, he was a double away from the cycle, Buck. The cycle. He had a home run. He legged out a triple. He got one into the gap, and got a got a triple.
0: Oh, dude! If he had another time at bad time, I mean, if, he would have got a double somehow.
3: No, he got two. He had two at bats needing a double for the cycle. Wow. He settled for a single in his last at bat to go four for five. I mean, I mean, everything we say about Shohei is best ever, never been done before. I mean, that certainly would have never been done before. I don't like, you don't know, be the winning pitcher. Pitch seven innings, get a win, and hit then for the hit cycle? For the cycle.
0: Nah, that would, that's,
3: that's just like little league stuff. I mean, this is what the, the, the star shortstop does in little league, right? I mean, yep. it's, it's come on, man. And he's, the really cool thing with Shohei is, is how the other players appreciate what he does because they just know. And we've said this since he got into this league and was doing it in Japan. I mean, it's really hard to do, to, to make it to that level as a position player. And a, an everyday player to be a really good everyday player in Major League Baseball is really hard. It's also really hard to to make become a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. I mean, the percentages are minuscule of people who ever make it to that level. And this guy does both. And dude, it he makes does, them both just look just little,
0: little home runs out of, I mean, he hits balls deep, deep. It makes both of them look easy.
3: It's just, it's unbelievable. It now, really is, is he
0: coming up contract wise? Yes. I mean, is he going to be out of that place?
3: I mean, it, it, there's been talk. I mean, there's, I mean the, you hear from the Angels that they would never trade him, but there's also a thought that they can never sign him. Uh, it could never you have happen. To,
0: you have to sign him.
3: Well, he's got to agree to the deal. That becomes the problem. And if they don't think they can do that, this says, guys, Rod Carew was the best with the bat.
0: Ah, uh, you manipulated it around a little bit, too. So did the pudgy dude.
3: The pudgy dude? Um to my Tony Gwynn? Yes. Chicken Gwynn. Did you say the pudgy? Yeah, he got pudgy at the end. Yes. Now, Tony Gwynn, is, he's the best hitter I've ever seen as far as bat-to-ball skills. Yeah,
0: Rod Crew is pretty good.
3: What's that? Rod Crew was great. Well, yes. And Ichiro. Ichiro's another one. Yes. I mean, that's who his swing reminds me of when you see, because I used to watch Ichiro and think, man, that guy's playing tennis. I mean, that's just like a backhanded tennis player. Oh, yeah. just, you know, getting the barrel of the bat on it and laying it out to the opposite field or turning on one. Uh, like a hard, hard backhand in tennis, uh, and and Shohei will do that sometimes. Where it's just the bat stays in the zone for so long. I mean, just it's he's a, an unbelievable player. Uh, obviously. Mickey
0: Mantle used to be able to do it too. Before he started just hitting with power, I mean, he would go from both sides of the plate. He was fantastic, and he was a great athlete too. until he hurt his knee, then that was
3: it. That was it. No, I mean, it's. I I say it a lot, I think, on the show, and I think most people, because not a lot of people are, 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 not everybody's a big Major League Baseball fan, but just hopefully people are appreciating what you're getting to see on a night-in, night-out basis and last night in. By the way, Baltimore's a second-place team. That's not a bad team to roll in there on their park.
0: Wags must be loving that. He must be just all over this Baltimore team right now. There's hope there for him, I think. There's hope.
3: Until Until when, July, July? after July? Well, I heard our friend uh, Gene Watson on with Craig yesterday talking Major League Baseball, and he has been saying all along he doesn't think Baltimore is a fluke at all. He thinks they're built the right way and uh, have some staying power. That division is just so good with Tampa at the top and uh, Baltimore's coming, Toronto real good, Yankees, of course, Red Sox. Everybody's over five hundred, so I'll be good. But Shohei, I mean, look, that's the question, and that's one of the bigger questions looming in baseball is that would the the, – Angels ever trade him, ever trade Shohei Otani? Could it ever be possible? And I think the only way would be is that they get to a point where they don't think he'll re-sign. And you'll get – I mean, it's kind of the – Well, that would uh, be the only reason. It's the Juan Soto thing with Washington, right? They got to the point where they didn't think they could sign him, so they traded him to the San Diego Padres.
0: Because you can never get enough for him.
3: So how can you leave out Ted Williams? Well, yeah, okay, yeah, Ted Williams, Teddy Ballgame, well, and you know the best ever, George Brett, for sure. But I'm 50 years old, so I never saw Ted Williams. I will tell you, in my lifetime, the best hitter – I saw was Tony Gwent.
0: Mickey Rivers.
3: <laughs> Mickey Rivers. Uh, uh, Shohei Otani. Well, you know, it's interesting. I'll say this, too. When we're talking about great hitters. You, you know who is a great hitter? I uh, we think we all know it is Who, at some point, making... If there's a guy that could contend for a triple crown in the future, to me, it's it's Jordan Alvarez down in Houston. Uh, if you watch him on a night-by-night basis, that dude has such great plate discipline and he is a contact hitter. I mean, he hits barrels. Um now he doesn't have the the you know the foot speed, the leg out infield singles and things of that nature which you know is going to help you win a batting crown, uh but Jordan Alvarez is not just a power hitter. He's really not. Uh and I think as his career emerges, I mean, triple crown may be strong, but mm-hmm. he's a guy that could be up there batting around 300 uh and certainly he could lead the the league in along with Aaron Judge in home runs and RBI. So that's a guy to watch, but Again, for Shohei to do both, to be an elite pitcher and an elite, elite everyday player is, like, again, almost the cycle last night when was the winning pitcher with seven strong innings, and uh, that's unheard of. Ridiculous stuff uh, for Shohei. So we'll take your thoughts on that uh, for sure. The Nug- it is Nuggets-Lakers tonight, Game 1 of the NBA Western Conference Finals, assuming this will be uh, uh, a big conversation.
0: And, and one thing I will do is I'm going i got to go see this movie with Yogi Berra Ooh, it ain't over. There's a movie? Yeah. Yogi's got it. There's a movie about Yogi Bear.
3: I still need to go see the Air the movie Air with Matt Damon and the uh, the Nike. Was, I heard it's kind of boring. Really? Not much. I mean. Well, there's not going to be a lot of action. It's about a shoe
1: deal. But it's about Michael Jordan and you don't ever see Michael Jordan.
3: <laughs> well, but you, think you all kind of know. I'll have to see it. But I can see that being not a lot of action. There's not a lot of action in the film. Um, it's kind of a behind-the-scenes conversation. Behind the curtain, look at how they pulled off that deal. And
0: I'll ask you, how good is it Ronald Acuna going to be? Great, uh, great. I mean, I mean, I know how good he is now, but does he have longevity?
3: Yes. No, or he, is he
0: one of those guys that's going to run into the wall and eventually, you know, bust a knee or bust two knees or whatever, and his longevity won't be the way it could be. Uh, I mean, he's an all out player,
3: right? He's he does every does he do everything all out? He's a five tool player, and he's okay. only twenty five years old. So, um, yeah, he's a He's a star. He's superstar. Uh, he's you know one of the, the key pieces of that Braves mm-hmm. run that they're about to go on. I think, uh, but yeah, he's one of the best players in the game, uh, without a doubt. But you know he's he's had some injuries, but I don't think he's a reckless player by play any stretch. But yeah, now he is a uh, he's a dude without a doubt. Uh, this says it's really good. It's on Prime and it's really good. The movie Air, oh Air is on Prime now and on. Oh gosh, everybody's texting in. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate look at all those that are recommending go see the they don't believe a tie that it's boring, but I need to see it. I do like and i it's come to be where I like anything pretty much that Matt Damon is in. You know what I mean? hmm There's not a lot that, that Matt Damon makes that I I watch and think no, I didn't like that. Uh so I'll have to go check it out for sure. Appreciate the uh the suggestions. Uh all right, a little baseball. Ranger Ty the Rangers gonna get up off the deck tonight after getting shellacked last night. That's a you know, a rookie pitcher making his debut. Kid that went to Baylor, the left-hander just didn't, you know, a little bit too amped up. Location's kind of a key for him. Who's and pitching tonight? I'm looking at that right now because it's got to be Ivaldi coming up on his next start. And Nathan Ivaldi is on a. Uh, he's on a 28 and two-thirds inning scoreless streak right now. Uh, and it's not. No, it's it's uh, Dunning tonight against uh, Shea. He's been good from, too. He has been good. I'm going to see when Ivaldi's coming up because Ivaldi has been unbelievable. And and you know this is this Yank this Ranger team has climbed into first place without you know Jacob DeGrom and Corey Seager, uh, the you know, two of their best players. So uh, that gives the the Rangers a lot of optimism. It is. All right Evaldi's now. start me, is Wednesday night.
0: Now you got me in the baseball mood. How is Correa doing since he left? Carlos has he, Correa has he been has he been any good? Yes, he has.
1: Yes, he's been good. I think, yeah, uh, I mean, they made the playoffs last year or almost did, right?
3: Yes, he did. remember, I mean, the Correa had that whirlwind of an offseason where he signed with the, Jet, the oh, Giants yeah. and he signed oh, with the that's Mets. That's right. And then they, the deals wouldn't be medically cleared, and then he ended up back in, in Minnesota.
0: So he's lived up to his con- his contract with Minnesota? Uh,
3: well, this one, this year, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're in first place, but they're not a great team in, uh, in uh, Minnesota. But, you know, he's Carlos Correa, and I don't I – don't, the Astros are, are fine without him, I think, and now the Astros need to, to find some offense right now because their OPS is 28th in the league uh, of 30 teams. That's not good. Could I give you this, though, Ty, while we are talking about the Rangers, the Nathan Eovaldi run? So, think about this. what and Maybe it's going quietly because it's Major League Baseball in May and it's Nathan Eovaldi who came in as a free agent from Boston. Um, but he's a kid from the Houston area. He's a kid from Alvin, Texas. And Major League pitchers... In the modern era, to throw 25-plus scoreless innings with 25 or more strikeouts and three or fewer walks over a three-start span. Okay, there we go, right? 25 or more scoreless innings, which Evaldi's on right now at 28 and two-thirds with 25 or more punchouts, three or fewer walks over three starts. He joins Clayton Kershaw, Earl Hershizer, Bob Gibson, Sandy Koufax, and Walter Johnson wow. as the only pitchers ever <laughs> to accomplish that. So to, say, to say Evaldi's been good would be ridiculous. Uh, Walter. That's
1: historic, right there. That is I mean, what? That's under seven guys that have done that before.
3: And their names are, you know, Big Train Walter Johnson, Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson, Oral Hershiser, and Clayton Kershaw. Legends. Those are yeah legendary pitchers. And so pay attention when he makes his start on Wednesday night. You know how long can he extend that streak? He's you know twenty eight and two thirds innings. He has been. um you know, doing his thing that says, guys, Correa has been terrible this year. That's true. I did see where he was getting booed uh, by his home his crowd. His what saw, happens when he get that money. And I saw the quote that, uh, you know, Carlos Correa was asked about being booed by his home crowd. He said, I don't blame them. I would boo me, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those
0: guys know when they're
3: bad. Yeah. And I would also say as an Astros fan, Correa is notoriously a slow starter. And that's, I mean, that's what the Astros are hoping with Alex Bregman, that he's in just a slow start. And Jose Abreu, that these are just slow starts for them and they're going to crank this thing up as they go. Uh, but that was always kind of... Jose Altuve, by the way, too, a slow, slow starter. starter. right. So if you're an Astro fan and Altuve is coming back here, he's, he's making you know, Altuve's doing a minor league rehab, he'll be back, they hope, ahead of Memorial Day coming up into that lineup. So he's going to have to get hisself, himself going, too. But the Astros... Again, twenty eighth and OPS. They're hitting a lot of singles, and the only guys hitting with power are Tucker and, and Alvarez right now in that Houston lineup. But again, they're only three back of the Rangers, who are off to a great start. So um, they're they're finding ways to win, mostly because of their pitching. Last night, their bullpen was huge, and Bregman hit a home run. All right, so there's some baseball. We'll preview that uh, Texas baseball series coming up uh, because uh, that West Virginia series looms as a big one for the Longhorns. It can, you know, it's hard to say a regular season series can make or break your season, Buck. But I mean, you could argue that if the Longhorns play their best baseball this coming weekend—Thursday, Friday, Saturday—yeah, they get
0: themselves so right in the thick of things, yeah. right in a nice role at the end. I mean,
3: there's so much parity. If you all of a sudden leapfrog and end up at the top, now you got to sweep them, and they're the first place team, so that's a big task. We're no one saying You're that's at easy, home. but it's your park. You'll have big crowds, and um, and
0: it is West Virginia, sister.
3: But I think it's 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 good to embrace that to understand because, as we said, I mean, the the difference between a, a good weekend and a bad—they could be in first place when it's over, or they could be in seventh place which if you fall to seventh place, I mean, you're certainly going to be on the road when the tournament begins. You get up there and win the, ter- win the conference with a good weekend of baseball. Um, you all of a sudden are the one seed in the Big 12 tournament. You play well in, in Arlington at the Big 12 tournament. Well, now all of a sudden you're back into the conversation of being a top 16 national seed hosting potentially. It's still an outside looking in thing for Texas because they're down at 31 in the RPI. But if you were to sweep West Virginia... Put yourself into that spot. All of a sudden, you're back into that conversation. That's how big this weekend is for them.
0: My sister just sent me go Mountaineers. I mean, really, she's getting starting to get like my daughter. That's my sister's fair. like my That's daughter. Fair. My sister now she roots for everything West Virginia. It doesn't matter. Hey, listen. I mean, how many pieces of coal can they get out of the mine? She she'll <laughs> she'll go. We can do it better here in West Virginia. I mean, she's turning to that. Like my daughter is everything LSU. She used to be just LSU football, LSU soccer. Now she's LSU anything. Ba- women's basketball. Is that what you do? Is that what you do for your school? You get on board. You get on board, it's called no matter band what. bandwagon.
3: Well, look, West Virginia. No matter what. Sport. Look in a, in a down year in the Big 12, West Virginia has been the best team. And I mean, I, if I'm a fan of West Virginia, I'm bragging a little bit because you know, the Big 12 has been a great baseball conference. Texas was, you know, Oklahoma was in the College World Series final last year. Texas has been there. TCU has been there. Texas Tech's a really good team. And to be the first place team with three games to go, it's a good baseball conference, and they have a real chance to win it and then host a regional there in Morgantown. So let her let her puff her chest out oh, a little bit. Oh, come on. But the Longhorns can burst the bubble.
0: At home, yes.
3: Longhorns could burst the bubble. It says uh, Correa batting two oh one.
0: Ooh.
3: It says, problem with Correa is he starts slow and then gets hurt. Well, that's true. That's true. But you know what? He was super clutch in the postseason. That's undoubted with Carlos Correa. Tremendous in a postseason situation. So many big hits for Houston over the years That's been the Bregman story too uh, Bregman as well A guy that uh, has had huge clutch moments in the postseason We'll be back when we do We are going to de- investigate a little bit What's going on down at Texas State Because quietly G.J. Kinney The first year head coach down there Has uh, attacked the transfer portal As well as anybody uh, Added key pieces We'll get you details on that coming up here on b
1: It's Bucky and Eric.
3: Oh, man, good stuff on a Tuesday. Great week of sports coming with uh, the had a game seven last night in hockey. That was a great crowd, by the way, in Dallas. If our friend Tom McKay of AV Consultations is out there, that had to be quite the scene to be a part up, of. Wake up, Tom, wake and, up. Man, they were into it. It was that's a game seven, man. Edge of your seat stuff, and we're not even in your seat the whole night, and the Stars win it two to one.
0: Wake up because they're done when Vegas gets a hold of them.
3: Vegas has more finishers than uh, Seattle did. Um, but yes, I think this is. A heck of a series. So that's coming Friday. We know the Texas Stars are playing tomorrow night uh, out at Cedar Park Center in a one-one series with Milwaukee. We also have uh, the NBA Conference Finals tipping off tonight with the West, and then the East on Wednesday. PGA Tour PGA Championship will tee off on Thursday, the second major of the golf season. We mentioned that big Texas baseball series. That it's hard to understate how how significant it can be for them. And then we've got uh, on the on the high school front, Buck, as we talked about in our flex segment. Round Rock and Westlake are going to face off a couple of top-ten ranked teams in the state uh, in the regional quarterfinals this weekend. Also, Cedar Park and Rouse are going to play in a rematch out of Division uh, District 25-5A. Who's
0: the 5A champ? Is it Cedar
3: Park? Currently, 5A champs are Georgetown. Georgetown, right. Yeah, they won it last year. and They're playing Montgomery Lake Creek, Montgomery, down there near Magnolia, Texas. They're going to be rolling in here. Uh, we'll get you dates and times of all these games, but also Lake Travis is playing San, uh, San Antonio Johnson in the regional quarters as well. So got a lot going on, man. Uh, that Braves-Rangers series should be fun. Rangers got pounded last night, but uh, two more games there. Astros and Cubs down in Houston. A lot of good stuff happening uh, for sure. But also, speaking of good stuff, We mentioned, uh, hopefully, people are keeping their eyes on what's happening down in San Marcos, Texas, or San Marvelous, as we like to call it, with G.J. Kinney, the new head coach of the Texas State Bobcats. He's uh, brought in 18 new players through the transfer portal, and there's some big names here. I want to get some details on this and try to figure out what's going on. And to get the uh, 411, let's go to the Vaqueros Hotline. Ishmael Johnson, who is the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball, but also the college editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And writes and covers for, covers the Texas State Bobcats. He's on with us. Uh, Ish, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Appreciate
3: you doing this. Hey, listen, real quick, I saw you retweeted the soccer big news this morning with uh, <laughs> Arsenal star Falaran uh, Balogun joining the U.S. men's national yeah. team. Before we get to, to Texas State, tell our, our fans that don't know how big of a, a move that is for the U.S. men's national team for the World Cup coming to the United States.
2: Yeah, I mean, if anybody saw the U.S. this past World Cup, you know, they had a big kind of a big hole in the middle of the, uh, the middle of the field up top with Striker. So, uh, getting one of the hottest prospects in Europe, uh, this guy's been—he's on loan in France right now, playing for uh, Reims, I believe, from Arsenal. But he—I believe he's outscored everybody except Kylian Mbappe in the French league. Um, so, I mean, 21, 22 years of age, and it's basically the one last glaring hole of this u.s. men's national team so i'm i'm pretty pumped i'm an arsenal fan already so i've been keeping track of him uh he had options for england and nigeria and uh, of course both those both those countries are pretty good in their own right for him to pick the u.s i mean like he said with the World cup coming in in a couple of years that's it's massive
0: where's he from in america where where was he born
2: i think he was born in new york Okay,
3: New York, I and mean, that's a big move. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, did I he? Think, did I he go on to Nigerian just play by...
0: in Europe? Did he just go straight to Europe, or did he play college soccer?
2: Yeah, no, no. He he. He was born here. I think parents are Nigerian national, and okay. he, he was basically <laughs> raised in England. So. Yeah,
3: and so he had three options to uh, to commit to, yeah. and he's committing to the Team USA, U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, Ish is with us talking Texas. All right, so give us the update. I mean, I saw this drop over the weekend, yeah. and this is when I really was like, man, we got to talk to Ish about what's going on. Quarterback T.J. Finley, a transfer from Auburn, you know, joins mm-hmm. the the uh, transfer class for G.J. Kinney. Now that's on the heels of Arkansas quarterback Malik Hornsby, who was the presumed mm-hmm. starter. He had transferred in earlier in the portal. That's a guy who's an elite athlete. Uh, one of the one of the faster quarterbacks in the country. In addition to those mm-hmm. two players, gosh, four guys from Oklahoma, uh, a former five-star yeah. player. What's going on with G.J. Kinney, and, and how's he attracting all yeah. these top players?
2: Yeah. I mean, partially is it's him needing to fill roster spots. Uh, Jake Spavadal before him went, of course, notoriously portal heavy, but he also kind of uh, neglected the high school recruiting side. So when you kind of miss out on some, some talent that stays there for a couple of years, you kind to of have to – kind of replenish every year. So part of it is that he's just needing to fill roster spots. But also, when you come from UIW, a division below, you know, an FCS, a lot of guys are going to want to prove themselves at the next level. And so he's able to kind of pitch that to, if you look at the offensive line this year, it's going to have probably six players, five, six players from UIW along the offensive line, including one of their um, uh, FCS All-Americans and Nash Jones, um, probably a left or right tackle. And honestly, you look at... The quarterback was the biggest one, like you mentioned, with Malik Hornsby. They beat out Nebraska for him because Nebraska actually wanted to make him a receiver. He's a big athlete, but he wanted to prove himself at quarterback. So he was kind of the crown jewel. T.J. Finley, I think is, at least right now, what I'm hearing is more of a depth signing. Um, Ty Evans and CJ Rod- uh, Rogers, I should say, from Argyle. He was a, he's part of the Argyle team that won state a couple years ago. Um, he, those two guys probably aren't going to make the final cut. They've been on the roster for a while. Uh, Ty Evans' his future with football is kind of up in the air. And then CJ Rogers was a PWO from, from Baylor. He might move on as well. So I think TJ Finley is there to maybe push Malik Hornsby, provide them a different option as well. Cause he's not a runner. He's more of a traditional big body quarterback with a, with a big arm, um, kind of just untapped potential. He's bounced around from LSU to, of course, to Auburn last year, but overall, yeah, it's just like it's part of him. His pitch is, you know, if you look at the hashtags that they're using, it's take back Texas. Aside from T.J. Finley and a couple other guys, all these guys are like power five players who went somewhere and are coming back to Texas, right? They played high school ball here. They're playing. They're. They, oh, I think uh, Drew Donnelly played. In, he's from Frisco. He played in Cincinnati. He's coming back. Uh, Bo Corrales was, has bounced around a bunch. He's a former Georgetown receiver. Um, he was actually committed to Texas State in 2016, uh, or 2017, I think. And he's coming back as well. So, like, it's a lot of guys who he's pitching them on coming back here as, like, one final ride or one at least helping build something back home in Texas trying to get guys uh, to stay in state.
0: It's very similar to SMU, TCU. and and, Mm -hmm.
2: Sonny Dykes model.
0: But I'm pretty sure he wants to build like they're doing down in San Antonio, you know what I mean, UTSA. Keep the guys, keep the, the, the high school prospects here and keep them for good. Don't, you know, after two years, don't have them disappear on and just make them feel at home and make them feel wanted sure. and get playing time at a place like Texas State.
2: Yeah, and I mean that that was the thing with, with Jeff Trailer. He just lost his, uh, uh, I think Mike Craven, um, among my colleagues and, and uh, Aaron's podcast co-host, he mentioned Jeff Traylor just lost his first player to the transfer portal this past off season, wow. right? He's been there for three years and it just shows like the, the consistency that he's built in terms of not letting guys go and not letting, you know, like you, like you said, making guys feel at home. Well, G.J. Kenny was his high school quarterback, right? And so he, he's he's naturally taking some stuff from his mentor and his, his former high school coach to try and build something similarly. Um, I was talking to him for the magazine and he mentioned how, yeah, they used to text a lot, you know, obviously playing, uh, separate divisions of football. At one point, uh, you you can kind of have a little bit more of a friendly relationship. And of course, you know he he went to his son's wedding and all that stuff. And uh, they obviously play. I think week three, week two or week three this year. So they haven't been texting as much. But like, it's still a uh, you know he still kind of sees him obviously as a mentor. And so yeah, no, I I definitely think he's trying to replicate a little bit of what they have there in San Antonio
3: will be interesting. G.J. Kenny now at Texas State and then landing some big-name uh, prospects through the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ish, uh, Ishmael uh, Johnson with us. Ish, thanks a lot, man. Good stuff. We'll keep a tap on this and obviously keep an eye on what G.J. does in year one. Uh, it's good to have you, good to hear you, and thanks for the update.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it, man. There yep. it
3: is. Good stuff. Yeah, Texas State. Keep an eye on that. They, you know, bringing in Power Five players now. Again, they're looking for a fresh start. Also, GJ at, at Incarnate Word had that record-setting offense, right? He, I think he's probably selling. We're gonna get. We're gonna score a lot of points. <laughs> we're gonna. Yeah, he's
0: gonna be looking for some big offensive linemen.
3: Well, yeah, he's bringing a lot of guys from Incarnate Word with him that already know the system. He's added uh, a kid from Oklahoma. Uh, that. Uh, it was a it was a highly recruited player to the Sooners, so we'll keep an eye on Texas State a little bit as well, as the Longhorns have been quite quiet here. Uh, and we're expected, right? Because the recruiting well, the summer is ramping up for for Texas and for everybody, and the players are off over at UT until they come back after Memorial Day uh, to begin their summer workouts. Hey, Buck, we've talked about big things coming. You know, we talk about the division, the, the conference finals tonight, the Lakers and the uh, the Nuggets. You know, that's just one game of seven. There's a big event tonight that people need to pay attention to, and I think they will be down in Houston and in San Antonio, and that's the NFL, NBA's draft lottery. The draft lottery will be held tonight. Don't forget Dallas, 3% chance. 3% chance in Dallas. Uh, remember, Houston, San Antonio, and, and Detroit all have the same percentage chance to win the top ping pong ball and the top pick. And uh, remember how they did, do they still do this, this where they go into the studio and everybody has a representative? Like, I wonder, I don't yeah. know who will, will Tillman for to be there for the Rockets? Who's going to be there for the Spurs tonight? You know, who was they still
0: do that ping pong ball that has that yeah. fingernail pol- polish in there to weigh it down <laughs> just where it bops, just where they wanted to drop?
1: Who, who like had the longest odds to, to win the number one pick and won it, like percentage wise?
3: Oh, I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look that I'm up. I'm sure CB knows that. And g- because, you know, Spurs fans know this well when they, you know, they got the lottery. Remember, they used to pull the card out and it would be, remember, they got David Robinson in the in the lottery. They and then it was, uh, Remember the year that Tim Duncan was the prize?
0: That was cards. That wasn't ping pong balls, was it? That was cards. cards. Yeah.
3: And Ernst & Young, the law firm, or whatever, the accounting firm. Oh, yeah. uh, and then remember, gosh, you remember when Rick Pitino became the coach of the of the Celtics, and one of the reasons he took the job was because the, the Celtics had two chances at that top pick, and everybody knew the top pick was going to be Tim Duncan, and so Pitino took it, and they didn't get it. The Spurs got the pick for Tim Duncan, and... The Celtics, I believe, ended up picking two and five in that draft, and um, you know it didn't work for Rick Pitino in Boston. You know, if he ends up drafting Tim Duncan and another top five pick, who knows? You know how long he would have stayed. Greg Popovich was happy to get it, and then he had the Twin Towers. You know, Houston fans remember it back when it was Hakeem Olajuwon, right? When and Ralph Sampson in back-to-back drafts in the '80s when he, when Houston ended up uh you know drafting their twin towers and that's really why this is such a big storyline tonight because they're for the first time in a little bit there is a consensus Tim Duncan kind of changing you know cr- you know franchise changing player in it uh like a, literally Victor Wembanyama the big 7 3 Frenchman is seen as you know you're, you'll be a contender for a decade if this guy stays healthy and you build around him you're going to be in the mix for big things that's really how the NBA works. You get LeBron James, you're going to be good for a long time. You get Victor Wenbanyama. Uh, the idea will be that, you know, Tim Duncan, you, now you start building. and Unless uh, you're Houston. Unless you're Houston. Well, Houston had it. And remember, they got Yao Ming. From the year they took Yao Ming. And uh, he was good. Yao was a good player, but it was health for him that became the big factor with his feet. But, um, gosh, I, that was... That's a, big men, big feet. How long ago was that with Yao and Yao Ming? But tonight... Watch it be Detroit. I mean, the Ty's right. I mean, the Houston and San Antonio have the high, the best odds, along with the Pistons, and then the Mavericks have a three percent chance. Um, it'll end up being the, the don't send it to Motown. Come on, man. That's what
1: I want. Why? I'd rather not have to play them. How many eight? Because you know it's year. not happening
0: in Dallas. That's not going to drop that way.
3: Hey, there's a chance. Yeah, so back when the Rockets won it was a coin flip. That's right. They had a coin flip. Oh, um, coin flip for the top pick. Remember when it was akeem? I remember,
0: I remember those big ass cards that they used to stick in front of everybody.
3: <laughs> when it was akeem, uh, akeem went first, and there was still a Michael Jordan on the board, and the Portland Trailblazers selected Sam Bowie. Sam big Bowie. Big Sam Bowie. That didn't work because you know Houston fans could complain, well, why we should have taken Jordan, but no Houston fans complaining about Akeem Olajuwon no. and what he brought to that organization. But if you're Portland. And you, you, because and Portland's also taken what Greg Oden, uh, and passed on Kevin Durant. That was the man. Oh well, Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan, pretty bad too. Uh, Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan, but uh, that'll be tonight as well. So we come in here tomorrow, man. We will have a lot to chew on uh, with Game One of the uh, Western Finals in the books, and whoever has that that top pick in the draft lottery, uh, which is coming your way for sure. So we'll keep an eye on that tonight as well. Be advised, Spurs fans, Rockets fans, Mavs fans, coming your way. Then we start talking about mock drafts and draft boards and who's going where. Uh, We come back. It is time to load up the Blitz. And, oh, boy, I mentioned Tim Duncan. That's probably not good ahead of the Blitz. Uh, Always a a featured guest of our callers at 447-3776. We will also hit a little gossip in there first. It's Craig Way.
0: Where you get that from? Did Tawana tell you that? Did Tawana tell you that? Cause I ain't for no games,
3: okay? No games, just the gossip ahead of your blitz. That means it's time to load up the blitz. Four four seven three seven seven six. Let's come strong. Good stuff this morning, including I can rest easy. It appears Tom Brady is not dating Kim Kardashian. You decrepit folks out there who tried to allege that earlier. Was that you, Ty? No, said
1: I, I said I'd like it though <laughs> I would yeah, not
0: But you, you but, people also need to know That I'm almost 75% into My wife's giving me the okay to naked garden
3: Yes There you go Your wife is seven. percent That means you're in talked about I, No, no Now no, we've that, talked I, that about that your naked gardening You, yes. naked sombrero Onlyfans Your t- your titties, t- sandals yes. And your hose
0: yeah, well, like I'm, your garden I'm, I'm doing jock. I'm going to do the jock strap, though, either one I used as a mask. No.
3: Mm-mm. You need to start talking to photographers. Yeah, who's going yeah, who to go- gonna film it? You got to have someone filming it. I'm not going to let my wife do it. Now, you can just set up cameras, just leave you them could. in place. But you got to have a photo, a, a f- photo person.
1: We have
0: to go get a, Filmer. Quick, another nut tuck.
1: Jacob Sander, if you're listening, I'm sure you I'm sure he can help Bucky out there. <laughs> I'm, way, sure that- he, I'm sure he'd love to do that, our video guy here at the Horn. Hey,
3: how, that is, how do uh, taxes work on OnlyFans accounts?
1: Uh, no, you get a W-2. Right, it's probably a 1099. Probably like is that a right? Yeah, worker, I, guess. I would think so, yeah.
3: You got to pay taxes. It's income. Okay. I like that. Uh, speaking of... That's not a good job, right? Like the whole adult um, entertainment industry. Who would want to be the cameraman doing that? I feel like a lot of people would love to be the <laughs> cameraman. <laughs> An adult film? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I would not. Are you kidding? I, mean, they, they, I wouldn't want to be Bucky's hose. Come on, animal. man! <laughs>
1: don't think how many
3: weirdos there are in the world. There's a lot. I don't know, man.
0: Got three of them. On not, radio a
3: every not a job I It's not a job. I mean, there's not not a job in that industry okay, I'd really want the, that. Uh, wanna... That's a
1: better job than the boom guy. The guy with the boom. The, the, boom, the mic. boom mic. Yeah, trying
3: to get up and get all the the good sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bucky's annual naked gardening two-day event. Wow, hanging out at Buck's house. I like that one. Hanging out, you know what I mean. Uh, I, don't, I don't. No, jo- oh, she, she would not. She would frown upon the jockstrap not being in place. Correct. She don't be okay with you. Go no, ahead.
0: she just said naked. She goes, if you're going to do it, do let's it. go. Do it.
3: So Kim Kardashian is not dating Tom Brady. There's been some scuttle, but uh, a spokesperson. Said that Tom and Kim have been in touch because Kim is looking to buy property where Tom has a vacation home. And the uh, source says that uh, the pair are just friends. According to multiple reports, Kim was looking to buy a property at Bakers Bay Golf and Ocean Club, an exclusive members only residential community in the Bahamas. He even flew out to the Bahamas over the weekend to check out the resort. Tom was reportedly not at the club at the time. Don't get your all word out. There you go. So it's also reported that the pair have a mutual friend has worked with both Tom and Kim on their respective brands. So they're friendly, not dating.
1: I did see a picture of uh, Tom Brady, Giselle, and Bridget Monahan
3: all together for Mother's Day. And that's kind. All that's, the kids. That's, that's, that's he, nice. That's his children's mothers.
0: Mothers of like children. This. That's right.
3: <laughs> mothers of children. Hey, so, you know, if you ever got married, weddings in space are about to become a thing. Weddings in space. A high-altitude balloon company called Space Perspective plans to start sending people up to the... Uh, to The edges of space in the next year to have their nuptials and um, not cheap, though, Buck. Not cheap, upwards of 125000 per guest on the balloon.
0: That's a normal Westlake wedding, isn't it?
3: <laughs> Island Park, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know, I don't know if that doesn't sound appealing to me.
0: <laughs> not if your dad it doesn't,
3: all right. There's more expensive weddings. And let me let of me uh, before we get to the loaded blitz. By the way, look at these folks ready chomping at the bit too. I want to. I want to. Uh, we were talking about the NBA draft lottery a little bit ago, and somebody asked, "What was the, you asked? What? What? Which year was were, were the odds the best or the worst that somebody got the first pick in 1993? The Orlando Magic won the lottery with a 1.5 percent probability. In Shaq, making it the largest. In the uh, in the weighted era, the weighted lottery era, one point five percent, and they got it in nineteen ninety three. The Mavs have doubled that, man. And Remember, the Mavs have to get to a top ten pick to keep the pick. Imagine Wimba Yama Luca. Wimba Yama Luka. just a Euro team. Wow! And, and since the weighted lottery system was adopted in nineteen ninety eight, teams that had the first pick had a probability of six point three percent or lower, and have won the number one overall pick. That's a pretty You're big number. There's a chance. Eight of them. In 32 years,
0: you got a chance tonight,
3: Ty. That's not, that's not terrible. The fourth of the time,
1: you just got me really excited. I might I might there actually go. watch this tonight.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, let's go to your blitz, the Bucky and E Blitz. Good morning, Blitz. Brought to you by Apple Leasing. Where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck. The half-under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All
0: right, here we go. First, Blitzer, you're up. Bucky, I can't believe you're such a
1: feminist. You wouldn't even support your daughters, Nadia and Natalia, if they wanted to go to the WNBA?
0: Dude. <laughs> WNBA stole my girl away. Nike. No. Next, Blitzer, you're up.
2: Look here, fellas. The disrespect from the Taylor Ducks going to have to stop. I got them in three games over Salado.
3: Them Ducks. Ducks against <laughs> Salado. What's <laughs> Salado? The Bulldogs? Salado what?
2: I don't know.
0: Either are the Lions. Next Blitzer, you're up.
2: Yeah, chances of Texas beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa next year is a zero. But thanks for the Ken Kardashian update.
3: <laughs> Great. Roll Tide. Next Blitzer. They're, my Longhorns are currently eight and a half point underdogs.
0: Ooh. Next Blitzer, you're up.
3: Yeah, uh, this is a
2: pastor. Uh, smasher,
0: Smasher, what's up?
2: Yeah, I garden with my uh, G string Crocs and cowboy hat with my nuts hanging
0: out. <laughs> oh, serious. Thanks, there, Pastor. Next blitzer, you're up.
2: Hey, Philly fan, look at the bright side. At least you're six of that goes in the finals. All of the Union, the Eagles, and the Phillies. Wow.
0: Next, week. a lot of
3: people saying the yes. Salado Eagles. Salado Eagles. Eagles. Thank you very much.
0: Next, Blitzer, you're up.
2: Bucky, I'm doing some naked gardening and I'm trying to give my rusty raisin some vitamin D. <laughs> oh, rusty but the raisin. bush blocks out the sun. This <laughs> is Pam coming.
0: Oh, goodness. Next, Blitzer, you're up.
2: Imagine if they were dating. Picture the holiday get together. Tom, Kim, Giselle, Caitlin and whatever NBA player that a Kardashian is about to ruin their career. Oh, off.
0: God. Next Blitzer, talk to us.
2: <laughs> OnlyFans video of Bucky gardening naked, quoting the late great Sammy already You couldn't draw a slide. <laughs>
0: great. Next Blitzer, you're up.
2: You know, I've got a little fatter here in my old age. Went to the doctor and he said, Sir, you've got Dunlop disease. I said, What does that mean? Your belly's lopped over your belt. <laughs> That's right.
3: Nah, he's the Dunlop.
0: Ne- Next Blitzer, talk to us.
2: Hey, Bucky, you need to forget about your gardening movie. You need to make a movie to not Tom called me when you were at the Yellow Rose telling them girls out there that you own the place and all the limousines out front. I said, Tom, y'all having a good time? He said, you know Bucky is.
3: <laughs> wow. You did tell me you were the owner?
0: <laughs> Next Blitzer, you're up. Bucky and Aaron...
2: Hear me now. See me later. Get to the chopper. Do it. Do it now. That's <laughs> crazy, dude.
0: Next, Blitzer, you're up. Bucky, I can get you some
3: big women to handle you your tools while you're in the garden. Oh. Mm, gotta handle the tools. Shut it down. Shovels and rakes. I'll wear one of
0: those belts with all the tools hanging from it.
3: Oh, there you go. <laughs> Gonna carry your shovels. That's right. By the way, uh, Ty, you were asking, is that Shaq? No, remember, Shaq was 92 for Little Magic. So was Penny. It was Little Penny? No, no, it was Chris Webber. Remember, they traded Chris Webber for the rights to Penny Hardaway. Okay. That is true. It was Chris Webber in 1993. Who the uh, Magic, who had a 1.5% chance of getting the top pick head. And they got it. Don't him. get
0: him going tonight. They're not going to win that lottery tonight.
3: It's happened before. I mean, the odds favorites are Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio.
1: The victory. NBA is not going to give this dude to one of those teams. They're going to give it to
0: Houston. They wouldn't rig come it on to
1: Dallas. They can rig it. They need to give Luca a running mate.
3: It's a good thing the uh, Knicks aren't in the lottery. Thank oh. goodness. Knicks are a playoff team. This would have been the year they would have rigged that deal. Absolutely. Actually. Or Cleveland felt like they got it every year for, for oh, pff, three listen, or four straight. You don't years. think when Cleveland got it when LeBron was coming out of Akron? A little manipulation possibly going on yeah, there. A little bit. All right, we'll be back. And by the way, if they're ever going to rig one, it would have been the one I mentioned with Rick Pitino, because the the, the NBA would have loved to have Tim Duncan in Boston, not no San kidding. Antonio. But of course, Spurs were happy it happened. We'll be back.